Guess who's back? Back again. Lil Mass is back. His name is Ben. <laughs> Welcome to Fitbit, folks. Thank you for joining us for another episode. And after a week-long hiatus, we are back in the studio. My name is Dilruk Jai Singer, and with me, well, not in the studio, in the Zoom studio. Zoom and studio. with me, as always, who normally does the intro, yes. uh, is... Ben Lomas. Hello, hello, my dear hot podcast partner, husband. Uh, is straight out nice of Alfred. To... Here he is. <laughs> I'm coming straight out of Alfred. Uh, Crazy uh, motherfucker named Lomas. Lomas. <laughs> Hi, on. Thank you, Liz. Whoop, I got whoop, my. Whoop. <laughs> someone kicked my ass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, look. Uh, we uh, lots to talk we, about. Lots so many to things about. to talk about. Firstly, uh, thank you to the listeners for your patience and understanding. Yes. Um, if, oh, I put out a post last week uh, about not being able to record, and I think you saw. Uh, hopefully, you saw the lovely messages that came out. Oh, unbelievably lovely messages. Uh, for people who don't know, decide to take a break and go on holidays. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Try to sweep pivot careers into back into uh, yeah. a civil servant. Uh, so, so many things to catch up. You so uh, are uh, out of hospital. Uh, yes. I want to just get two quick couple of things at the top so that, Please. and then praise the flow is all yours. First thing is um, we'll start off soft or in a good way, informative way. Uh, wonderful uh, listener got me onto a podcast that I think anyone who listens to this podcast will get a lot of benefit out. Uh, the listener Instagram, they only go by the name Frog. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know what your story is, Frog, but Frog got me onto a podcast called A Thorough called Examination. Tad, Tadpole Live. <laughs> Tadpole Live. Uh, what, is, what is it called? What is it called? A Thorough Examination. Oops, and you sorry, can find okay. it on iTunes or Spotify. Yeah, I had a fair, fair few of them over last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but this was around, he said it's about UPF. And my original thing was like, I don't know what the fuck UPF is, but all right. And then it turns out it's ultra processed food. Nice. Uh, and uh, it's very fascinating. It's only six episodes long, but I think um, I definitely uh, got a huge amount out of it. Uh, the understanding of the differences between... Um, you know, because we think of processed food and whole food, right? And how yep. uh, the assumption for a while was basically that processed food uh, has a higher amount of salt, sugar, and fat. And that's why people may eat more of it. That's the only reason. So the mm. scientists went out and tried to do a thing where basically match the salt, sugar, and fat intake of whole foods to the ones that people were eating ultra processed oh, food yeah, and cool. matched it and basically made that part of it even and to see what the difference was were. And it was huge. It was basically being, you know, that processed food has such a the particular way that it's made uh, increases your chances of, you know, weight gain, uh, obesity, um, heart problems, all of that. So it's not just about the actual uh, nutrients that are in there, just the way it's done. And they obviously break down. Um, they go into uh, detail. It's about it's basically done by a set of twins, these brothers. And uh, one is like 15 or 10 kilos heavier than the other one. And we're just trying to figure out why, because, you know, and the way they talked about food and their food addiction or food uh, obsession is very similar to the way I fet fetishize food. And I just basically, yeah, without ha me having to re-explain everything I learned, uh, I would urge everyone who, you know, has difficulties like I do in terms of overeating and uh, binge eating when I'm feeling, uh, you know, the need to, uh, and, and just basically some really practical and easy to understand um, concepts around processed food and whole foods and the benefits of choosing, you know, uh, a mostly whole foods diet. You know what I mean? And again, it's like, you don't have to change everything, but like you have 20% whole food uh, uh, processed is fine, you know, but the problem is someone like me, especially around say cheat day, you know, not only sure I was able to lose the weight, but then the, the concepts around my attitude with food had completely, you know, I've always flagged it as being, you know, never fully in control because I always feel the need to overeat even when I'm full. So something like this uh, has talks about food addiction, the way we look at food, but also 
process foods. So I very much encourage everyone to go check it out. It's called a thorough examination. Uh, the big takeaway that I just was haunted by is this woman who, this scientist who talks about how the research is absolutely out there, uh, that this is bad. But um, she's pointed out that when cigarettes were discovered that was linked, strong linked to cancer, it took 50 years before it uh, became legislated and became like well known. And now we all accept that smoking, you know, uh, is it allowed on, on the planes or in, in, in all those things? But it take it and she as she pointed out and that's cigarettes like that's just so linear whereas food is so much more complicated you know because we have to have some food that this is going to be a problem for quite a long time so the quicker we get onto it the quicker we're aware of it you know the more so if you look at if you think of it like that it's like it feels like someone telling you that cigarettes are bad in a world where i love fucking punching darts you know what i mean so very very good uh, podcast thank you frog ribbit ribbit frog. Uh, frog. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot of listeners. There's another one like as in relation to a cat. Like I feel like yeah. sometimes a lot of people are hiding their identities. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's very uh, appreciated. Uh, the do, other thing I want to talk about, but, Benny, but also but, in saying that, we we just a reminder we we do love the suggestions. So like even then, like every week from you know like you know the amount of dads who 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 came up to, who just messaged me up and to tell me all their stain removal techniques i was like i yeah. love it it wasn't just mums it was dads throwing in there um the other guy who who talked about i talked about clip-on shoes i was scared with annie louie to put on clip-on shoes for the, the uh-huh, bicycle uh-huh. for the site yeah heaps heaps uh heaps of uh, two suggestions from two separate people about uh beginner clip-ons and and how the best way to do it and uh, and how to test yourselves and to do it 50 times before you hop on and uh, and links to it so we can't thank you enough we love hearing your suggestions because yeah. sometimes and- we can't find all the knowledge and you guys share it with us it's, it's actually a good thing uh something to remind me to say this as well because sometimes uh we are inundated with messages and cannot get back to everybody Um, so huge apologies to those people who took the time to write something out and then you see an instagram thing that said seen uh but it is unfortunately yeah sometimes if if i find the time i'm able to reply to everybody but sometimes things can get lost but i'll do my best to uh things come up you know like yeah, like yeah, yeah. Standard stay in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the last thing I want to chat about, Ben, is last uh, Wednesday. So we're recording this on uh, Friday the thirteenth. Dun dun dun. Like I need that. Like I need more of that in my life. <laughs> Do you have triscodecophobia? Uh, Christa. Uh, oh, fear of crystals. No, Trista. Trista Degavobia. Oh, Trista. Oh, fear of my friend Trista. Yeah, she's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's a fear of the number thirteen. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, no. Well, and it's big in, it's, it's big in Japan. I remember going into Japan and there's no 13th floor or there's no yeah. 13th seat on... Uh, on I, I don't have... I didn't know. I didn't even know there was a name for it. It makes Is sense. Is there no 13th row 13 on a plane? Uh, not on Japanese airlines. Now, that could have changed, but I remember yeah. vividly going, uh, there was no 13 on there. But Yeah, um, interesting. But yeah, there's definitely um, uh, the building I used to work at here in uh, about 10 years ago in Melbourne in my accounting firm. They uh, didn't have a floor thirteen, so yeah. yeah and and also, and also, their spreadsheets were fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the financial year twenty thirteen. So what happened in Japan in twenty thirteen? Did they just ignore the whole year? Yeah, no. I reckon this this last year they'd want to ignore. <laughs> I <mean>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last Friday, uh, sorry, this is Friday the thirteenth, and our uh, last Wednesday, I got my first shot of AstraZeneca. Yes, and I'm very I, happy to hear this. this. That was one of my questions for you. Have, uh, yeah. have you had uh, the shot? I, ha- this is I had AstraZeneca. Um, I definitely, I just want to validate certain things, like if people are having hesitations and doubts and stuff like that. I'm someone who puts implicit, like implicit or explicit, put absolute trust in doctors and scientists, right? Me, me too. And even for me, I definitely, in that waiting room, I'm not going to lie, I had a sense of like, ooh, you know, that the, no- the noise and the fear around all these things yeah. that are, you know, the, the anti-vax chats that are happening had seeped into my brain as well. So if you're someone who's on the fence, you're, you're valid. Like, don't feel bad if you're having these fears and doubts and stuff, because yeah. it is a lot of information and misinformation being thrown around there. So it's only natural totally. that you feel that. And that's something that I definitely go through. And I was, and I think also what made it 
Uh, scarier for me was I was sitting there knowing that I'm going to be by myself for the next, you know, because Maddie uh, has gone back to WA yeah. and I was here by myself and I'm like, you, oh, fuck, you mean something the paradise, happens. the paradise of the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's in quarantine for 14 days, so I don't really see it as a paradise right now. True. And plus there's been but weather warnings. Just, that, that, yeah. that, there's a wall up in that state and nothing seems to get through it. It's phenomenal stuff. It's, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I definitely felt fear and, uh, and I just want to say to people that, yeah, it's valid. Don't, don't, don't feel like you're a piece of shit just because you're scared to get it. But uh, I did do the work. I did look it up. I looked and I found out all the stats around uh, the black health issues. professional. You spoke to a health, spoke to a health professional. professional. I didn't go to internet. Yeah. I went to direct to someone who actually fucking studied it. Someone who lives yeah. it. Someone who thinks about it day in and day out. If you want to, you know, know about medicines and and science, speak to a doctor or a scientist. If exactly. you want to know about how to do crowd work amazingly well, talk to Ben Lomas. Exactly. Like that's, you and just go to the experts. Great time to plug my online crowd work workshops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just 50 of you appear on Zoom and I ask yeah. you, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Yeah. It's called Crowded House. <laughs> but no, but just, uh, it, it, I, think, I think it's well said. I, I've been lucky enough to get the double dose. I'm fully vaxxed and I have yep. to admit under the current circumstances, a uh, real sense of relief, especially with what yep. I've gone over yep. through. And also just a reminder, you know, you can, you can get stuck reading the news, but I think the big fear is you can get stuck on TikTok or, or Instagram. And before you know it, you are looking at a lot of misinformation that may appear in your feed, but the best one yeah. is talk to your health professionals and the statistics. Talk to multiple. Just talk yeah. to multiple because we live in a country where we're lucky that we have, you yeah. know, healthcare provided by the uh, public service. So do your, do like, yeah, again, don't take it from any of either of us. No. Um, I take it from again, our friends. We have a lot of listeners in the UK who, again, they talk about how uh, just even just having one dose under the current climate with Delta floating around uh, reduces your chance of being in, in hospital by, by, by 70%. You know, those yes, yes. So I saw those stats. That was a really nice thing that the doctor showed me about, you know, the, the chance of getting it. So one in 100,000. 100, well, if 100,000 people took AstraZeneca, this is the, the blood clot issue that people are worried about, how many yep. people get it. I think it was like 1.6 out of 100,000. But yep. on the flip side, the number of people that, you know, that get saved and the beds that are freed up and all of that, they've got those breakdowns of all of that. And then, yeah, you just realize how much more likely to fuck myself up I am if I, you know went fucking uh, swimming or went for a run or whatever, yeah, I'm more likely to get fucking crossing the road. Those are all things that we do every day. Uh, so look again, but your fear is completely valid. Don't, don't, don't yeah, dismiss exactly. that. But, and all, but just and also do, the, do... Fi the figure that always, I think always just seems to be hitting and resonating with a lot of people who are dubious is that in Texas, in the deep South, uh, since July, uh, 9,000 people have died um, from, and, uh, from COVID. So, yep. and uh, uh, out of those 9,000 people, uh, all of them weren't vaccinated except for 47 of them. So if you were to at least get one dose or even in better two doses, uh, then your chances of being hospitalized is again, like 92%. Yeah. And, and I gotta say, when you're hearing that 47 figure just made me go, what the fuck do you mean? They died? <laughs> like, oh, like, don't tell me. But again, it's, it's one dose, but that, you know, that's, that means 99% of those people who passed away from COVID weren't vaccinated. Right. And that's, that statistic is just crazy. Yeah. And you, can, you yeah. can't, you can't, you know, I mean, that's the one thing at the moment now that, you know, I'm glad I've got it. I'm so glad, you know, now it's, you know, friends who are below 40 and, you know, just like that, if you can book in and you can at least get that first dose, you are, you're already looking after yourself so much. We can't, mm -hmm. we can't thank you enough. So, uh, for, yeah. Um, so that's that. the thing. And I'd, uh, just a quick addition to that is like, I'd love to report that there was no side effects, but <laughs> sadly, <laughs> sadly, uh, I can't, re I wish I could, I wish I could have said, oh <laughs> man, it's fine. No, it's fine. How did, look, uh, um, I did have some adverse effects. It was uh, it, it wasn't the first night, believe it or not. So I got it 3 p.m. on on Wednesday, but uh, and later that night I felt a little little sore or whatever. It was fine. The next day there were body aches as as was expected. Yeah. Uh, but but the, that Thursday night I definitely woke up uh, with a lot of shivers at one point, and another time I woke up in just a, yeah. I thought I, I thought I pissed the bed because that's how much sweat had yeah. fucking come out of me. But um, very excited to report that Friday, no dramas. I was just a bit tired from a bad night's sleep. Right. So look, again, uh, I just want to share what I went 
true. Uh, I know uh, multiple people who had AstraZeneca um, and had no issues. A uh, friend of the show, Rob Mills, uh, was one of them. He had totally. absolutely no no dramas. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Sammy Shah, had some issues. Like this is the thing. So there's 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 was no one of them um, bleaching his hair. <laughs> has Sammy Shah bleached his hair? <laughs> no, he did it last lockdown. I'm expecting him to do it again. It's very. Well, he funny. was going through a divorce. <laughs> Let him bleach his balls for all I care. And if that's what helps you get through the day, that's true. Uh, true. Stop, stop bleach shaming people when they're going through shit. Anyway, oh, to be honest, I'm so, actually jealous. It's something I've always wanted to do. Like, just, well, do it, it. fucking mate. Life's, life's too short, Hill, if anything. For people who remember when Shane Hill bleached his hair. In, uh, in, I don't uh, know who Shane Hill is. Shane Hill used to play for the Sydney Kings in the NBL uh, in the 90s. And he was uh, just like, when he did it, every second kid at the age of 12, 13, go, mate, got to bleach my hair. Got to be yeah, Shane Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Thorno, definitely. We have a photo of Thorno floating around the internet. Um, he, he keeps it on his desk as well, which I love. Oh, yeah, it's true. It is at the... <laughs> uh, all right, so that's my update. I hope that uh, is informative, but like we it can't is. emphasize, uh, please speak to an actual professional rather than two fuckheads who are um podcast experts you know what i mean so so the two things today listen to a bunch of scientists and doctors who ran a thing about upf ultraposons food and the other one is listen to doctors and scientists who are in your local area and ask them about the vaccine so that's my update ben i have uh uh i'm very curious to see what have you been up to mate see you've been a bit quiet no mate not much just chilling at home (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and by um, home you mean the alfred hospital the, the uh, right, now so for people who don't know right, firstly firstly uh i cannot i don't even know how to begin with this but uh you did a little uh post uh uh for uh, on fitbit and the amount of messages i got um uh both uh, on the on the on the post but also privately uh to see ask me how i was going how i was doing uh for people who don't know I, so not last Friday, but the Friday before on the 30th of July, I had a procedure. Now, leading up to this procedure, I'd had this ongoing joke the whole time that people were like, what are you getting done? And I would continually say, I'm getting a penis reduction. Now, boy, did that joke <laughs> bite me, bite me back on the, in the ass. <laughs> on it the dick. bite you on the dick. <laughs> like literally, uh, because... What happened is I had, uh, I've talked about it before, but sort of dance around the issue, but I can talk about it now, is I've had some lymph node issues. So for people who don't know, lymph nodes throughout your whole body uh, that help you uh, get better and pretty much pump everything through, help with the disease, everything. I've had an issue for over four years where they inflame, they go up, they go down. Then in my groin, they found an ugly looking one with a tumor. Uh, attached to it which is never a good sign um and so they did a biopsy uh, and then they discovered that i have something extremely unique which is a particular type of hematoma uh which is attached to a lymph node which at first was benign which was a great sign but because of the shape of the lymph node uh they decided look the best thing to do just for a peace of mind is to take it out now um in the end i was like okay you know what good idea let's do it even though all my health tests pointed back, uh, even leading up to this, uh, one specialist said, uh, went through all my symptoms and said, um, you know, uh, you know, have you lost weight suddenly? Uh, Ooh. I said, uh, I remember, Pause right there for a second. What's hematoma? Uh, so hematoma is, uh, it's a particular type of tumor. Um, uh-huh. um, I'm, I, I, there's another there's another 16 letters after hematoma of the particular the tumor I have cannot pronounce it at all yeah. so um, but what I had was extremely unique like there's only a handful of people uh, in Australia that ever had it let alone the rest of the world so okay. um, mine is particular unique why it's appeared there no one knows um, so I thought okay you know what I'm going to get it uh, cut out um, and then we'll know definitely if it's reacting to a particular type of cancer uh, or a particular, but it, my favorite is when she goes, oh, have you lost, have you lost a lot of weight in the last couple of years? I said, yes. And she's like, how did that come about? I was like, there's a thousand bucks. Up a podcast. <laughs> I like, but so anyway, so I went in on Friday and but uh, seriously though, what did you say to her when she asked you, how did that come about? Um, the you losing- talk about, the losing weight thing. Did yeah, you have yeah, to talk yeah. About the- I had to talk about it, but it was just I think, especially in the last two years, it's like it's like if you lose weight very rapidly for no apparent reason, is usually a bad sign that you may have something growing in your body that your body's not dealing with, which is quite common. So, but if that's different to what you went through, though, because you were actively, um, you know, 
eating better and, and exactly more, right. So, so it and, doesn't and, and, and the blood tests say it all. So your blood test is like, and we'll talk about it as well. It's like if your white blood cells are up, it means it's fighting an infection. That's how it usually works. Like you know, okay. that, that could be a cancer. It's always never. It's it's, it's a good it's a good sign in one way and a bad sign in another one. It's a good way that your body's right. working, but also oh, bad, bad sign. And why is it working so hard? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. So on Friday, uh, I was all organized, uh, went in, uh, went in the afternoon. Which Friday is this? Is this is two Friday, Fridays ago. Yeah, two Fridays ago. Went in there um, and, uh, you know, just, you know, you know, nervous as always, uh, you know, got, you know, put in. Uh, my we, we had dinner the night before. We had a gig together. Yeah, it was actually, that was, yeah, that's right. You know, you took me out for my birthday dinner, even uh, though I couldn't really eat much because I was having surgery the next day. <laughs> yeah, that was really, that was, can we just quickly talk a side side <laughs> step for that? So Ben, uh, uh, Dave Thornton, me, uh, my partner, Maddie, uh, and took Ben out for dinner uh, before we performed at the Comics Lounge that night. And firstly, you only told me like with an hour to go for dinner that you can't eat anything, which is great to know. Um, so Secondly, we get there. We we would do. You, you had to go uh, do some warm up work. Then came and joined us at the gig, and you're hanging yeah. out. And then you showed us a photo that, as this is around 10 a.m. 10 p.m. at this point, I think, maybe yeah. And a photo of your mates, maybe like eight of them, at the <laughs> yeah, pub, right. at the pub, saying "Happy birthday, Benny." Because you had forgotten that you were meant to have a birthday party for yourself, that your friends yeah. were catching up for your birthday, and you just completely yeah. forgot. Completely forgot. Which. Which, to be honest, was one of the most beautiful <laughs> and heartbreaking things I've ever seen. Like, it's just, it was so beautiful that you have all these mates willing to join for your birthday. Yeah. It's heartbreaking to see how fucking just your brain, the way it works. But also, well, it was great to have some understanding of what you were going through. Like, that's the other thing. Yeah, like, totally, it, totally. It, it was a real kind of awakening for me to see, oh, man, this is how much this operation has consumed your headspace that you can't you like again I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny anymore but yeah i just was like oh fuck yeah that's heavy you know what i mean T- totally and and it was funny because i because it was that was such a great gig that night like it was just so much fun great audience yeah. your audience like who who liked me as well which is always lovely uh-huh. and you know having thorno there and and i popped past the drinks on the way past but you're right it was just consuming me that i was like you know going when you go under, there's always a chance that something, you know, it's one in a thousand or one in like 10,000 if something can happen. But, you know, someone's knocking you out, right? Someone's knocking you out and then someone's cutting you open. And just the concept alone. And of course. Leading and up I to went it, to get a fucking injection in my arm and that was scaring <laughs> me. So I, I completely understand the fear. You, I, I mean, lead, Leading up to it, it I kind of just had this feeling I was like, I don't know. It just didn't sit right. And, and maybe, look, it didn't matter when the operation, it was just something just wasn't right and... I didn't know what it was and did the surgery, woke up, uh, don't remember talking to the surgeon after the surgery at all. Like supposedly uh, I was knocked out quite heavy because they had to go in quite deep. They'd found the tumour, but they'd, uh, they'd found the tumour attached to the lymph node, but they found another lymph node stuck behind it, which didn't look too heavy. So they took both of them out. And uh, and, oh, right. and then, and then um, but I don't remember having this conversation. And I remember, and the nurse was telling me afterwards that, they were trying to wake me up and they were like, hey, Ben, Ben, can you open your eyes? And I was like, they're open. And they're like, oh, they're not. And I was like, yeah, they are. They're open. And then she goes, what color are my eyes? And I'm like, they are as blue as the ocean. And she's like, they're brown. Okay, <laughs> can you open your eyes, please? And they're like, I try to put an icy pole in my mouth, like trying to wake you up. Yeah, you should have done the other thing. All right, tell me your profession. I'll tell you what your, your go-to coffee order and I'll tell you what your profession is. You should have just started doing the stuff that you know. You like, you know how when people have concussions, they ask them a series of questions like what month is it? Yeah, yeah, Who is yeah. the current pr- prime minister? Yeah. They should have a version of that with you, what your go-to coffee orders. And, uh, you know, what are the other crowd, classic it, crowd work questions? Uh, Who here has kids? Uh, uh, can I fuck you? <laughs> my new one. What would you do if you won Ted Slotto? That's my new favorite one. I love oh, really? Because um, people are, my God, people are boring with their answers. Um, uh, what would you do with your Ted Slotto money? Um, I'd enter uh, uh, the World Series Poker Championship in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <laughs> I would put mine in uh, exchange-traded funds on Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'll put like 10% that I would put aside for me to fuck around money just to like have absolutely obviously enjoy the, the win. But 90% of it would go straight into the share market. <laughs> I'd definitely buy a beach house along the Great Ocean Road. We, we talk about it a lot. Anyway, so I go in there, I go home. 
next day, I'm like, okay, it's sore, right? But then the problem is by by Sunday, it's, it's starting to swell. It's not looking good. Then also my son decides to have gastro <laughs> mm. while I'm at home, which is not Well, you say decide, like he had a choice, going gastro <laughs> yeah. or no gastro. I'll I pick know. gastro, please. He's not fucking Neo in the Matrix getting the red or blue pill. And, <laughs> hell, man, if he could just even keep a pill down, it would have been great. <laughs> and, then, and then it just, like, pretty much, long story short, it was just like, it wasn't the best recovery at home because, you know, because, you know, things were just crazy. Kids were sick. And by, by Sunday night, I was sweating. The swelling had grown to a level. I was like, well, this just doesn't add up. And then I went Without back. Without trying to be too uh, crass or trying to be funny, uh, where specifically on your pelvis or whatever was the swelling? So so the, so the incision was on pretty much between my groin and my cock. So on the pubic bone. On the so, pubic bone. So we're talking, say, belly button's the center, let's say. Yeah. And then so is it, if I'm facing your belly button, am I looking, is it onto your left or right? Left. So left not, ne- ne- next to my cock and balls, but a little yeah. bit further across heading to the groin. So pretty much. So again, again, I swear to God, I promise you, I'm not <laughs> trying to uh, be funny here. I'm just trying to get an idea. When you say groin, so is that like just above the, the you know where the shaft ends? Right? Is, is it in that? No, I swear I'm trying no, no, no. not to be funny. So it's, I just don't know it's how pretty to... much where your groin is and where What's your, your groin? Is. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah so, so that's the inside of your thigh, right oh. up to your. So your okay. groin is that muscle that is the inside of your thigh that goes all the way around to your cock. That is pretty much your groin. Okay. 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 And so, I think I understand. And so okay. the incision was at the at the top of that. So between your groin. And and you, it's so sort of oh, like that, again, again, genuinely trying to be serious. Just assume, <laughs> just assume that I'm not trying to be funny yeah. for the next ten minutes. Yeah. Um, but so, it, is it, where the incision is? Is is the penis like to the next to it or below it? Hang on, hold on two seconds. Yeah, you're drawing a picture. Of your, <laughs> do you have enough paper? Is your paper long enough? Okay, so if we look at that. There's yeah. Okay. So, okay. He's drawn basically what looks like a, a, a snowman's eyeballs with a carrot. Yeah. That's meant to be cock and balls. Okay. Yeah. So, so the incision right. Right, yeah. is right there. Right. So above, above the uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, right. I see. I also noticed, by the way, your balls are above your dick in that picture. <laughs> so I think there are some other issues that are happening with you that might be worth asking the doctor. Uh, I look right. forward All to right. leaving this around the house and the kids are like, Dad, what are you drawing? Like, what are it's you drawing? It's Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> the, um, so um, I went back to the surgeon Monday going, this is not looking good. Uh, and he uh, relieved, uh, he looked at it and uh, sort of poked around mm-hmm. and then said, look, take some antibiotics, should be okay. That Monday night, it was agony uh, sweats, temperature. Then it ballooned up to the size of a volleyball. Wow. And no. it was, yeah, it was. It, There's a it was, volleyball on your. Okay, maybe not pelvis. a volleyball, but maybe like, like the size of a, like a pretty big grapefruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, no, if you told me a small grapefruit, that's scary. Like it was, it was, it was so big and uh. so red and so raw that the swelling started going down my leg, the redness was going down my leg and then up my stomach. And when I went to see the surgeon again, he goes, you need to go to the hospital pretty quickly. And so he called ahead and by Tuesday, it was mid morning, uh, I was getting driven to the hospital and I was in so much pain, I could barely get into the car. And as Maya drove me, I was in and out of consciousness. (laughs) In the car? In the car, like so, I, I, I it's just so much. But Maya would say something, and it wouldn't compute. And then I'd be nodding off and off, and I just was, I was just in another world. I was just like, I don't. It's like the infection was taking over my whole body, and it happened wow. so quickly that I was just like, what the hell is going on? I, 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 and I remember getting to the hospital bed and sitting up and just going, I need something for the pain. This is just insane and it just kept getting redder and redder and bigger and bigger and uh, then it was that and also then that's when all that's when I just discovered that the one thing I've learned now is for the next and I was in hospital for about eight days seven nights 
uh, and just pump me full of antibiotics. So I was on the drip uh, and then just pump me full of antibiotics. But also they have to work out what antibiotics to pump in because what they were worried about is that it was, and we've talked about it on the show, what they were worried about was golden staph. Mm. That is a very nasty infection you can get. Everyone's got it in their system. Adam Rosenbach on our show talked about how he got it, and you know he got it very close to his spine. Uh, it's a skin-borne disease that, that goes into your body and then just fucks you up. Now, my we after many cultures, so they took many examples, but the the um, the, the the infection I had was Streptococcus dicelgalactii group C slash G which took Are you so serious? many serious it's had the word cock in it <laughs> yeah, caucus yeah, that's right i bet you they're just someone who came up with is a fan of the podcast yeah. so just put a cock in there he'll enjoy it totally but the leading up to it like so leading up to it, it was like so it, it wasn't just, golden staff it wasn't golden staff but it was a very nasty one that is quite common not quite commonly found but can be found for anything done uh, in below the waist so it, it can be found um, and, 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 and it's not common, but it's, it's, it's rare for it to then get into the wound, but also it was so, it just kept, it just would grow. Like I felt like I could watch it grow. And also every time I had to pull down my pants to the nurses and every time I have to pull it, it was like, everything was on show. And even then I was surprised that it still came up to me and maybe it shows that it's the comic inside me, but when I pulled down my pants and the nurses went, wow, that's huge. And I went, yeah, but what about the infection? <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause. That's, and that's, I did uh, that. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> that, I said, that, that kept me sane, knowing yeah. that that one liner was going, because I have had more women see my penis in the last seven days then my whole entire life, I include my childhood. It's just every time I'd have to pull down my pants and there's no shame in me being naked anymore. That is, that is gone altogether because so, like, it's just, I had no choice. It's like, here it is. There's my cock and balls. And here's this gigantic grapefruit that's about to burst. And it was, it was, it was, I just, and that's the thing. Like I've dislocated my shoulder numerous times. I have injured myself quite horrifically, but the idea that something is growing inside you and it is so painful that you feel it growing inside you and you feel your body ducking. There's points where I was just like, what's next? Like, I don't, I don't know what well, to do. Sounds like you're going to be a public flasher the way you say, oh, I just, my, here's was, my cock and balls. I have no was, shame. Just was, look at it. But that, that's what it is. Like, like, Can you stay I'll, away from the parks for at least another two months then? <laughs> Oh, man, I, I, I'm doing slow, slow walks around the park. So, so that's happening. But all they're trying to, but this is like you know, day one or two. And I was like, but I need relief. Like, I need relief. Like, where do you, what do you do with the pus? So how they would do it, right? They sell it as merch outside. Is you couldn't, they couldn't squeeze it out. So what they do is they had to get an ultrasound, and then look for the swelling underneath. Then get a guy gigantic needle shove it in and then suck out the pus. Ooh. And, the and first, you're watching this happen? Yeah, this is my favorite. The first time I did it, they were like, the guys there going, look, this is going to be a bit painful. We'll put a bit of local in there. And I was like, whatever. And he goes, hey, you know what the cool thing is? Buy local. Like, That's still what? always in It's very good. Shop goes, local, folks. He turns around the ultrasound machine. And he goes, look, you can watch the needle go in. It's like, I don't want to fucking watch this. What do I want to watch this? And then literally I see a needle just go deep inside my body while I'm watching it live on the screen, sucking mm. out all this fluid. And the first time it happened, like as painful as you know it was. How, uh, <laughs> how, how Tommy, Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson felt. <laughs> but so so that's all all happening. And and, and you gotta think, like I was hoping that it would start to get better, like even doing that, but every time like I thought it would go, every time a nurse, a different nurse on a different ward would open up and look at it and go, Jesus Christ, it looks painful. And I was like, yes, it is. And she's like, and every time it looked worse and worse. But then there's a point where it gets to the end of the day and it's called an aspiration where you suck stuff out of, of the wound. Now that was all full. And I'm like, I was like, that was like, oh, look, we can't, we can't get any, we don't have any more appointments. And, and it would ooze a bit out of this tiny little wound from the original incision. 
and I was in so much pain. The painkillers weren't working. That a nurse, Julie, on the ward just goes, well, should I see if we can squeeze some out? And I said, Julie, do whatever you need to do. I can't handle this. I am just in all sorts. I have to wait another 24 hours until I can get more pus out there. It feels like it's going to explode. And she's like, okay, it's going to really hurt. I was like, I don't care. I'm in so much pain. So I have taken a video of this. Right? Oh, my God. Right. We, we, she knew you were filming, I hope. Yeah, she, she knew she was filming. And I was like, just do it, Julie. Like, and so she gets there and she pushes so hard. And I groan this deep guttural groan. Oh, I don't feel comfortable. Right? Just this groan. And then this pus starts oozing out. Like I'm like it just and I'm groaning and I'm close. I'm getting close. No, you laugh. Sorry. But then I grab her arm while she's doing it, squeeze it, and yell out, Julie. Oh my god. Julie. As it's flowing. I don't know how I feel about this. And at the time, it was it was like that sense of so much pain, but so much relief. And I'm like, Julie, and I'm panting. Like, I'm panting like we've, I've just orgasmed like there's no So tomorrow. what are you watching this on? Last time you were watching it on ultrasound, this <laughs> is on high so, definition. So this is, so the, and then, and there's a bit where I drop the phone because I'm just like, I'm panting, right? I'm panting, I'm like, and she's like, she keeps going, she keeps pushing, goes, we're on a roll here. And I'm like, and it is just exquisite, but she keeps wiping away and she's got a bin of just like all this, like just so much pus coming out. Yeah, I've had nights like that. And then, <laughs> and then at the end, I felt a bit awkward. Like I felt at that moment that I had cheated on my partner. Like, it, it, did you? It, yeah. Did you pull out a dart and were like yeah, having a yeah. postcoital cigarette? Well, well, and then, but then she, then there's this awkward pause, and then Julie starts giggling, and I'm like, "What? What's what's so what's so funny, Julie?" And she goes, "This is my favorite part of my job." Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what? whether you should have used her real name. <laughs> I was like, she goes, I love doing this. It's one of the reasons why I became a nurse. I'm like, oh my god! Oh my god! And then, for the rest of the days, the amount of nurses who came up and go, "Hey, I heard you took a video. Can we please see it?" Are you serious? I show the video to so many nurses, so many doctors who are like, "You got oh. more viral hits than your JFL, Sydney." Could exactly, hundred percent. I was like showing, and then I put music to it. What's the song? What's the song? Um, I would have gone with um, uh, "Remember the push Days." It. No, push it was it "Remember real the good. <laughs> 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 oh, that was, actually, that's a really good idea. Um, but. Um, like, please, next time hire me for a post, post, uh, post show. Post do it. And so, and so that, that's what it consisted for the, for the next couple of days to keep me sane. But the thing about it is the swelling, wouldn't, it wouldn't go away. It would just build up again and then i have to do it. And I was like, and that's because we weren't having the right antibiotics so they were trying to find uh, testing and it just kept going. In the meantime, while this is all happening, is I'm also in a, in a day ward where it's a revolt. There's another bed next to me. So it was just a revolving door of people coming in at their most vulnerable. And that's, mm. that's, and that's, and look, and a massive shout out to the Austin Hospital, uh, West oh, Wing. Oh, Austin. I kept saying Alfred. Yeah, Austin Hospital, West Wing, Ward 9, amazing nurses. They looked after me because also, we also then hit You've really lockdown. narrowed down where we people can find Julie. Oh, yeah, Julie, man, she's one of the greatest nurses, and the whole team there, everyone, Meredith, Melissa, Mary. I mean, I I was the longest stay in yeah, that I was ward. going to ask, do they only hire people with M's as the name? Yeah, then luckily, true. Julie's there. But well, they're all matrons. Julie I guess. spells with an M. Majuli. <laughs> Majuli. Ali G. Did you show the video to your wife? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so okay. She was just like, did she feel is... like you know you cheated on her with that? Well, that was the, that was the, that was the difficult thing. She was just like, because because when lockdown hit, they couldn't visit, like 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 the kids oh, couldn't God, visit. Yeah. Like it was so it, that justified it, you getting sucked off by a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only had days to live. I didn't know. I didn't know the most of it. Oh. But it was it was just insane. so so. Did they stop doing once Julie started getting a hands-on approach? Did they stop doing? Uh, the ultrasound needle thing? No, they had to do both because it just, they, you, you had Did you it had get to, easy watching it? 
Uh, yes, it got easier. It got easier, and also you <laughs> start... Was it like finding a needle in a nutsack? <laughs> Um, so, so, but then the issue about it is, is the thing that saved me though was uh, I couldn't see my family. I couldn't see it. the Olympic Games. If it wasn't for the Olympic Games, I couldn't look at my phone because it gave me a headache. I seriously spent most of the time just watching the Olympic Games from start to finish because in the first four days I couldn't walk. Like I literally could not walk. They had to try and get me out of bed. It was just walking to the edge of the door. Uh, to where the two beds were in my room and then back. It started off like that, like little steps, little ways. Like I couldn't not walk because of the pain was so much. And On if anything, your diagram, can you show me uh, like roughly how big it got, say, in perspective of the, the size of this thing? Because it makes sense to me when you say you can't walk if you've got this. So it got that big, right? Wow. And wow. then the redness. Can you with... take a photo of that and make sure we post it? To yeah. The... <laughs> and then the redness would go from the grapefruit. So wow. when you'd push down on that little dot, then the redness would suck up. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized we are two grown men just, you know, fuck. Just drawing a penis. In a, but no, it was... no, but it's, it's out of care. I mean, I'm, 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 again, like I know we are a comedy podcast at the, at the best of times. Best but, of times. But, but right now it's more I'm genuinely just wanting to get an understanding of what, what, what it was. And, and, and I'm and, so sorry, by the way, the whole time I'm, I've obviously not said this, but I'm so fucking sorry to hear you went through all of this. Yes, and thank you. And, the, and look, like yourself and, and Dave Thornton, and a lot of friends uh, called out throughout the period, which is exactly what you need. You just want to talk to friends. You want to laugh it up. Like, yeah. because, you know, we might save this for another hospital, but I met some amazing characters. Another hospital. Please another say podcast. podcast. No more hospitals. No more hospitals. And then, but then like, like, the amount of people I met, because everyone who comes into a hospital is that they're most vulnerable. And... I was at, yes. I reckon we have a Patreon app where we just talk about the people you met in the hospital. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh Absolutely. Because that's the thing, like, so many people come in there uh, with a second language. So there's the amount of, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's, there's so so (laughs) many choices. Like, that seems like a beautiful uh, story to tell us behind a Patreon wall. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. A, as soon as you said foreign language, I'm like, uh oh, uh oh. The guy who's enjoying showing his cock to people all of a sudden starts going down a new range about foreign accents. So let's let's put that story behind a paywall, shall right. we? Yeah. So that is that is very that's very true. Um, but the oh thing, my god! The so that it sucks is... about not having your family there, man. That is and, that and is the lockdown. Really... So when the lockdown hit, what people is one guy came up with his wife, right? And we'll, we'll talk about it in the Patreon episode. But he had a very, uh, very personal and very uh, difficult situation, which was an infection. Where you, where's the last place you want to have an infection? You're thinking about it right now. That's where he had it. And uh, oh, and I so... would to say mouth. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. What no. is doodle or anus? Oh, anus, brutal. Oh, so All brutal. Right. Okay, right. so, but so he comes up, and by the time his wife and they talk to the surgeon, because this is the thing: when you're next to someone, you hear everything that's going. You hear them talk to the surgeons, everything, and you think, "Hey, you know what? Don't listen. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm going to listen to every fucking detail." Okay, okay. I reckon save all this. I know, I know, I know. So anyway, so so anyway, so I'm doing it right, and uh, and I'm trying to get healthier and trying to get happier. But then when the lockdown hit, I was like, my, I was like, I said to my partner, I was like, I don't think you're making time. But his wife left to go get stuff by the time she came back wasn't allowed in like that's how hardcore they are with their lockdown they, they couldn't oh no way yeah so, it's crazy like oh so it's just like sucks. so you can't even say like you say you can't even say you goodbye or a kiss on the cheek it was just like oh by the way oh. no one's coming in and it and they were brute oh. brute it was so brutal because there's so many and that's the thing a shout out to the nurses who somehow then are able to take their care to another level, that everyone is just absolutely depressed that they can't see their family, they can't say, you know, you can't say goodbye before you go to the surgery, like all that kind of things where you're just like, you know, it could be the last time, but you, no oh, one can come in. Oh. And it was so, so brutal. And probably because I was already there for, I already been there for a couple of days, I was just like, oh, okay. Because the thing that killed me as well is, and a shout out to a very good friend of mine, Scotty Steinsma, is before I I went there, he'd sent me this food package. And, you know, like when you're in, in a, you know, it's hard to accept love from other people when you're in a real bad place. But he sent a package to me, which in the end was a massive lifesaver because hospital food is arguably some of the worst food 
I have ever had in my life. Like it is, I don't know what's going on here, but the whole point is you want to feel happy. You want to eat healthy. You want to feel better. But what they throw at you at one stage, there was a meal that had two boiled eggs in it. And I was just staring at it because it was just so lifelike and it tasted like shit that one of the eggs looked like it killed the other egg. Like, I don't know how you kill an egg twice, but it just <laughs> looked so fucked up. And so much so that even the vegetables are so mashed and they're so overcooked that I would force myself to eat it. And like, I'm a guy who actually doesn't mind plain food. Don't mind plain food. I don't mind pretty mediocre food. I can find a way to eat it and make the most of it. But even in this situation, the only thing that I knew I could count on every day that would give me some sort of substance was two wheat bix in the morning. That is the only thing that I knew that I could A, swallow and then enjoy. But like, and so my friend Scotty just gave me this package, which my then um, parents had dropped off just before lockdown. And it was just like, just, just fresh stuff, fresh bread, fresh fruit you know, a couple of dips, just something that I could actually sink my teeth in because the food, my God, was so horrific. And the worst thing about it is the whole time they're like, Ben, you've got to keep up your fluids. You've got to keep up your fluids. But do you think I enjoyed pissing with a gigantic grapefruit shoved next to my cock? No, it was excruciating. Every time I had to go to the bathroom, it was just hell on wheels. And, and that's ah, the thing. It, it just, and that's the thing. After like four days in hospital, you're like, when is it going to get better? Like you start just questioning going, am, am I one of these unlucky people who just have got something that is just not going to get better? And your mind starts playing tricks on you. And thank God I just to get distracted because like, you know what? I'm starting to go down this spiral hole of like, I'm not going to get better. And is this going to affect the way my future is? Like my, my scar tissue is insane. Like again, like I have still weeks ahead of healing. Like, like I've been told like another two weeks of not doing much, another two weeks of not going into the sauna, not like so much stuff where you're just like, just got to be patient. But in the hospital, it's like you go down this spiral that I was like, no, 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 turn it on. Here we go. Synchronized swimming. Canada's got a good chance for gold. That's the thing that distracted me the whole time. The Olympics. I don't know what I would have done without the Olympics on that because your sense of like watching the boomers play, watching the hockey roos play. Like I watched it all. But that was the one thing that kept me going. And then because before you know it, there's Julie, you know. Sure, she's put on a bit of makeup this time. <laughs> and squeezing away. <laughs> but just like, just squeezing and me just screaming and then just doing that over and over again going, when is this going to get better? Like that's the whole thing. I was like, when am I going to get out? But this is the thing. When it started to get a bit better, I was nervous. And I texted you about this. I was nervous about going home. Right, because I was like, I don't want to go home, and then it kicks up again, and I have yeah. to go wait in emergency for seven hours, and then get another bed. Right, and then one of the doctors is like, Ben. I was like, uh, look, I think we, you, you're close to going home. I was like, that's great. I was like, look, I'm a bit apprehensive, like because it's still quite red. Like every time a nurse lifts up, they're like, Jesus Christ, that doesn't look good. And I have to explain to him that it looks a million times better than it did four days ago. Yeah, and even here's the it, video. Yeah, here's the video. Oh, yeah, totally, check yeah. it out. Check it out on TikTok. TikTok, my, my, my actual swelling has its own page. Like, yeah. like, and so at one stage, the doctor's like, Ben, just, I don't know what's going on at home, but, you know, you can't stay here forever. And I'm like, I'll stop you right there, okay? I'll stop you right there. If you think for a second that I want to stay here any longer than I have to, you're wrong. I'm not one of these people. I was like, you are not my family. I don't want to live in this ward, okay? Yeah. I want to go home knowing that I can actually function and not be an absolute burden on the rest of my family. And the doctor said, actually, to be honest, Ben, I'm a listener, so I know that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other messages I had from mates going, you lucky bastard lockdown. Oh, how's it going? I was no, like, it's that's not fucked. a good thing. I, I know, I know we're joking and piss fighting around, but I, I actually find that really offensive when someone says, oh, you're oh. lucky you have this fucking painful <laughs> infection that you're going through agony you're lucky that you're in a hospital bed fucking away from your family fuck that noise that makes me so annoyed <laughs> it, 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 it was it, it was just it was the worst and then like the whole time like every time there was a new person next to me in the bed and they're like what's wrong with you and then you have to re-explain re it to the to the new person who's next to you and then and then before you know it like you you do understand like that's the thing is after a while you're like, I'm not getting better. And then you start just doing the same thing, going to, you know, I got to walk a little bit further every time. You know all the nurses' backgrounds. You ask about how their kids are going. Like, I was like, am I ever going to leave this ward? Like, that, So what, 
other than the Olympics, because obviously the Olympics is something that is doesn't happen all the time, once in four years, some would yeah. say. Uh, what would you say, if, if, looking back, God forbid, anyone listening or uh, one of us have to go through something like that, you know, what would you give in terms of advice now that you've been through it? Uh, okay. to, 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 what do you do in terms of that feeling of, is this ever going to end? I'm feeling so alone. I'm so fucking bored. Like those those elements of it, because obviously every case is different, but those elements of that fear and 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 dread that you're going through, what have you learned from that experience that 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 you found comfort in other than the Olympics? One, definitely talk to people outside. Talk okay. to your friends, make sure. So one of my friends, Glenn, would call every day on his way to work. So he'd just call in the morning. And after a while, I look forward to that call. I'll be like, at, at quarter to nine, he'd call me up. I know he's late to work. He has to drive to Geelong. I would like, we just talk about anything and everything, right? That, right? that was like having scheduled calls with people on the outside was really good, okay? Uh, right. Number two, uh, don't watch The Walking Dead or 28 Days <laughs> because uh, that would, no. Uh, number two is make sure if you think you're going to extend a time, get as much fresh fruit into <laughs> your bed. Just get, get right. juice. They've got a fridge there. People forget. It's like you can bring your own food. You can just, that's, that was my biggest Can you tip. get Uber delivery? Uh, no. Trust me. People tried. So many people tried. And one patient <laughs> cracked the shits because they found out a nurse got Uber delivered, but the patients aren't. He's like, what the fuck's that about? Hey, what the fuck's that about? Well, I can't. So what, what, what uh, is it about? Why can't Uber delivery? Is, is it an infection well, thing? It's an infection thing. So it's just that thing where it's like, you know, you're bringing food into it. But it was a hilarious. But how do like, you bring photos of mapes and food? Do they just police it better? Um, well, no, but this was before, so lockdown hit. It was just like you know, like it, it changes up when it's locked down. Like if you have oh, visitors, fine. people dropping off food, and it's you know, fine. Ma- making sure you've got clean clothes is another one. You don't want to be in that hospital gown. You want to be able to take off the hospital gown and put on some comfortable clothes and go for a walk in the hospital. That was another one where I was just like, "Hey, I'm putting on some clothes. Sure, it's painful, and I feel like I don't need a belt because my swelling's holding up my pants." Right. All right, here we go. Let's go. Let's go for a walk and then find a place where they have coffee, you know, like, you know, and, and also like there's another one where it's like, you know, like you get a lot of painkillers, right? And look, I'm not for one. You just got to be careful about your intake of painkillers. Like mm. after a while you go, what's the pain out of? It's like nine out of 10. I'm like, is it? Nah, I just want to feel something else. You're like, you just, you have to, you know, check yourself in. So I reckon check yourself in. What is your genuine pain? The other one is so so one have some clothes that you can change into you can walk around two fresh fruit or just some sort of fruit contact with the outside you know mm. um, and visitors are great some people find it difficult to have visitors I get that like that's totally understandable um, but the other one is is just a reminder is you're at the best place this is where you need to be to get better mm. and I think that was that was always that was never going away I was like. I needed to be here to get right. better because the problem is if you have an insane infection and I found out later that a friend of mine had golden staff, another friend of mine after knee surgery, he was in there for three and a half weeks, like, you know, where it's just like it take, takes over, but you are in the best place. You know, if something goes wrong, they're there to help because the trick with my infection is you have to be really, if you, any infection, you, you got to really start to worry when it gets into your bloodstream, when it becomes a bit septic and it gets into your bloodstream, then you are in big strife like you are then really you know that's what i was saying like at least you know the the lymph node removal wasn't near your neck because you know then you know and blood clots like you know you gotta you gotta stay walking you gotta wear the stockings you gotta all the silent deaths because you got more chance of dying in the hospital because of infection blood clots all that kind of stuff you just gotta listen to the nurses because i'd get an injection in my stomach every day i had bloods taken twice a day i had needles poked into me left right and center and after a while Oh. Can you can you can you just for the sake of the listeners and me just clarify a, a thing just then, which is you said that remembering that you're at the best place to uh, for this is the hospital, and then ten <laughs> seconds later you said you are more likely to die in the hospital than you're at well, home. Like well, it feels like it feels like contradicting <laughs> sentences. So please. I, Please clarify. But it's just that thing where it's like the longer you are in <laughs> hospital, the more chance you have of getting an infection as well. Because all the bugs are there at the hospital. That, that, that's that's where it is. But because I'd already had but an infection. But it's the best place. But it's the best place. <laughs> <laughs> fucking killing me, man. I'm trying to give you a place to fucking but, explain. 
<laughs> no, what I think what you're saying is, okay, as much as you are increasing your chances of infection or whatever, if it does happen, they're yeah. the best equipment like, and it, best chance of getting out. Exactly. Of and and, and they're, they're professionals, right? There was like, you know, like for instance, like have you ever had an IV drip? put in you deal so i don't think i have no so no. so what they do is they put it on your I dated hand someone named ivy once. <laughs> <laughs> well what they do is to put the antibiotics in your bloodstream they have to put a needle into your vein at the top of your hand right mm. uh, that's how they do it and um and i've got quite tough skin uh, as one nurse said to me you clearly are someone who does a lot of hard labor <laughs> <laughs> Which, which I was like, well, you know, when you're on the construction site, no yeah, one stops yeah. for anyone. I mean, Ninja Warrior warm-up is no easy task. Uh, no, you know, you got to use your hands. Uh, so, um, so, so there, anyway, there was one day, and I'll see if you can see it here, right, is uh, there was this new nurse on the ward. I had to change my IV drip. Now, uh, if you can see here, like, I don't know if you can see it's been shaven. I don't know, but like... Oh, uh, vaguely. Yeah, 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 I do see. Okay, I do see. Because hair follicles getting in have disease and that's what can cause infection. So they had to put a new IV drip in there. Now, it's painful because they have to use a big needle to get it in there and it hurts a lot. Now, usually, you know, they're trained professionals, but this one woman, it took her seven goes to get it into my... <laughs> right? And at the time, you're like, I felt sorry for Claire. Um, but Don't she... name her! <laughs> But she just took, she, at one stage she was looking for my vein mm. for 40 minutes. And, and because you're in a hospital, you can hear stuff going on. I heard an alarm because after a while you recognize all the alarms because you're like, so, so you hear this alarm, you know, it goes beep, beep, beep. And it's like, like, a, like a patient calling it and then it's like, beep, 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 beep. And then it goes into like sort of like, and I remember saying to her, going, "That's when someone attractive has walked through the hall." Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "You know what? You can come back to this. You know, like, I, I know you can't find the vein, but you can. I, I think someone needs you over there." And she's like, "I, I just she kept losing the vein and finding it." Mm. And then in the end, it's like, "Where's Wally?" Yeah, exactly. And then hilarious. And then it just shows the experience of nurses. Is she was quite young, and in the end, she goes, "Fine." And then a nurse who's been on the ward for probably since the 60s, just goes, what? And just goes, one, two, three, bang, done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like consummate professional. You're just like, wow. And then we'll, we'll, I'll just touch on this because we've got to wrap it up. But having a fear of needles is really common, right? I don't like them. I don't like them, but I don't have any phobia over it. But there was a guy, we'll talk about it further, in the Patreon. There was a guy who came in who had a fear of needles very common. And, uh, and you heard him, that to hold him down to put the IV trip in. I heard him screaming next to me. Horrible. But he had another fear, right, which was tablets. He'd never been able to take it. So the nurse had to crush all these tablets and dissolve it to give him into water, right? And he said that... But sadly, to he had a fear of water. <laughs> well, well. Oh. Well, wait. Guess what his third phobia was? Comedians. Nurses. <laughs> so every time the nurse would walk in, he'd go, oh, shit. I can't <laughs> laugh at someone's pain. I, but I know. Fuck, I mean, sorry, I shouldn't laugh at someone's pain, but I am laughing. But it was just like, uh. I, and I got to know this gentleman quite well, but it was just, it just cracked me up that just your three fears. Being in a hospital is your worst case scenario. Now, later down the track, we discovered that it had something to do with his childhood. But... No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> you don't but... just develop a fear of a woman wearing or a man wearing scrubs. Exactly. And so it was just kind of, I was like, wow. You just Here's a, that's an interesting thing around gender uh, and gender norms or gender stereotypes. Because uh, traditionally, when you think of nurse, you think female. Uh, you're right there. You you just wincing yeah. right just then as yeah. you moved back. Just checking the word. Oh, okay, cool. I thought you were just wincing at what I was about to try and propose. Oh, uh, no, no. understand whether the phobia for this person extends to, uh, you know, male, female. Like, did it make a difference if it was a female nurse or a male nurse? Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. It, uh... It'd be fascinating to see how much the gender stereotype is applicable. Whether the phobia, he's he's had so much internalized. Um, you know, gender stereotypes that he doesn't apply if it's a male nurse. Well, for, I was there for eight days, not one male nurse. Uh, uh, so it was just that figure. It's like, yeah, I, I assume it would be 
based on uh, on the female nurses and you know like it's there's there's so much more to add to this because the amount of times I had a female nurse literally throw my penis aside because it got in the way of where they were inspecting was just the weirdest thing like it's just weird that it just when you said throw aside they didn't fucking chuck it on top on the top shelf and put it back in later <laughs> but it's just like get that thing out of the way here we go now this is what so um but so to, to top it up is uh is make sure you a listen to all the nurses that's the other one just make sure don't don't have any people they, they know what they're doing um mm. but also make sure you understand what they're doing to you so because there are other parts of the hospital where they send you to and they're like what are we doing and there's no notes there's no nothing you have to explain to them why they're doing what they're doing so being aware of what's being done to you and having the knowledge of that and where you are what kind of infection you have what procedures you've done make sure you are conscious of that or you write stuff down or in my case take photos i took photos and take films of stuff so i could go oh yeah oh you think that's better this is what it looked like beforehand or mm-hmm. um, like that kind of stuff that was that was the, and because i've had a family member who's gone through a lot of operations i kind of I was already on top of that but that was the big big one to have an understanding that because at the moment now if i showed it to you it it does still does not look good right but i know that it's getting better what about the infection the- <laughs> Yes. 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 So hey, uh, mate, that's uh, in, that's incredible. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry that you're still in pain and still in <laughs> a bit of a struggle town, but I'm glad you're out of the hospital. I'm glad you you appear to be on the mend. That's the main thing. Yeah. And whether the mend means that it's going to be for a while or not, um, I guess Another just to finish on a, on a on a on a, pos- on a on a on a uplifting note. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that, given that you're in, you know, uh, 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 physically in a bad way at the moment, what uh, what little treats or vices are you allowing yourself while you're going through this? Um, so it, it sounds really. Are you baggy. doing like? Are you watching more telly? Are you eating more Coco Pops? Are you drinking again? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to be honest, like it's kind of it sounds really daggy, but no, no, go for it. Coming coming home. Mm. And just being able to eat the food that it sounds ridiculous, but eating the healthy food that you want to eat feels yeah. like a treat. Yeah. So like no. I eat like just having grapefruit no. juice in the morning is a huge win. Like having right. grapefruit. You have a fucking aversion to it after staring at one on your balls. All day. <laughs> yeah, totally. But just like that thing. Like, you get, you know, how do you prepare your grapefruit? Do you get Julie to come in and do the squeezing for you? <laughs> Oh, Julie. Oh, Julie. 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 Um, my Julie. Um, so I think for me, you know, and it's the other one, like with the medication I am, I'm still on antibiotics. Like I just, I'm still on it. So for Can instance. Can we also put a little pin in the note about your pronunciation of hair follicles, which you said follicles and antibiotics, which you said biotics. So look, which I you mean, know this- why? Because it's, it, it, I do, I, I, this has already been brought up to me because the Dutch word is antibiotica. Yeah, but that's a relative, right? <laughs> Who lives there? Your, your bad sister, so it's, just, it's, stu- it's stuck because, you know, I've, I've had to talk about it a lot with a particular family friend, uh, family member where uh, it's like, yeah, we said, anyway. So um, so the other one is, uh, is uh, hold on, this might be the hospital. Hang on. Just oh, live on air. There we go. Uh, hello? Hello, Yes, it is. Hi, that's Colleen from Rehab Radiology. Hi, yep, Radiology. Yeah. Um, so you've got a clinic appointment next week, is that correct? Yeah, next week, Thursday, I'm back at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, so I have an availability on Monday the 16th at 10.45. Okay, so that's uh, so that's a big gap between the appointment. So next week, Monday. Yeah. I think they recommended if I could have it closer to the appointment day. Is there anything on the Wednesday before the Thursday? I don't, I don't know. Like, again, I'm, I'm no doctor. I'm a podcaster. I just do podcasts. I'll give you a call back shortly. I'll just give you stenography a call. Lovely. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. We're going to plug the pod. Exactly. (laughs) But just an example, like for any person, like I kind of know what the doctors are expecting when I have that appointment. Now, having that appointment that's so close, like it it just won't do anything to help them. And so it's that thing where it's like, again, it's just an idea of, understanding 
kind of what's happening to you so you can be informed as well. I think that's the other uh-huh. one. Like you're not supposed to know all the Latin terms and where the bacteria you know, stems from, but just the idea of the process and appointments and going, what's, how can I put my best, how can I put the professional looking after me in the best position to give me the best advice? Yes. Yes. There's no point. Yeah, exactly. This is like, as you said, this is what you've been told. So you don't yeah. know any better, but yeah. Oh boy. All so, right. All right. Well, look, uh, lots of amazing things. Glad to know you're okay. Right? Thank you. Thank, Thank you for your love time. and support and to all the Always. listeners out there. And a big shout out to all the Patreon listeners who also jumped in uh, and, uh, and and sent out uh, lots of love and support. We can't thank you. And again, if you want to listen to it, we're going to do a bonus episode about all the people I got to meet on the ward. Uh, and boy, uh, believe it or not, uh, most of them, I have their telephone numbers and we stay in contact. No Are surprise there. Really? Classic for crowd really? work, wow. low mass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Excellent. Uh, well, thanks, Ben, for sharing. I'm glad you're here. You're mostly healthy again. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Patreon dot com slash fitbit if you want to be part of uh, our little patreon episodes to hear yep. more of all of that uh ben lobbis comic on instagram to j on instagram really scared to plug anything these days uh <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so let's just look after yourselves and lock down you know yeah, look it's after pretty much the whole eastern board so yeah. so yeah look after yourselves all right bye, bye. bye.